Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. If you have your Bibles, remember the book of Acts chapter 16. While you're turning there, I want to take a moment. I don't believe it's ever right to get behind a pulpit and not give honor to whom honor is due. I want to give honor to your pastor and his family, brother and sister Chavis, and their great family. Uh, he has made a lasting impact in my life. Um, he preached a message at, uh, I want to say, Impact Conference. It was, I think, two years ago. And uh, it's one I have on repeat. Um, at least once a month it goes on either in my car or on an airplane in my headphones. Um, I thank God that uh, Brother Chavis is who he is to our movement. His voice has made lasting impacts all across, I know, the world, across uh, the United States. And I want to thank you for loaning us your pastor when he goes. And uh, if you love your pastor and you love his family, I know you're holding your Bibles, or you should be. Would you just give him some shout of appreciation here today in his great family? Amen. Amen. See, I grew up in the home of a pastor, so I understand that he's just about only as good as his wife and kids are. So he must have a pretty amazing family. Amen. So, uh, praise God. Well, I'm excited about what the Lord is going to do here today. Anybody have any anticipation of what the Spirit has in store? I guess not. At least I have three of you that believe God's going to do something. Anybody else anticipate God to have a mighty move? Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 16, verse number 16, a very familiar passage of Scripture. I'm going to read 10 verses here, and then we're going to dive into the Word of the Lord. The Bible says, And it came to pass as we went to prayer a certain damsel... Possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. They were preaching Acts 2.38. They were saying, Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus, and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue, because that is the only way. Of salvation. The Bible said, and this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, these men being Jews, doing exceedingly trouble our city. Don't say that this gospel cannot make an impact in a city. Do not limit this gospel. It can make an impact wherever anybody is willing to preach. Amen. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. Read this part with me. And when they had laid many stripes, somebody say many stripes, upon them they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. 
who having receiving such a charge, thrust them, somebody say, into the inner prison. And then say this last part with me, and made their feet fast in stock. But at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. I love this word, and suddenly, and suddenly, Lord, I pray there's a suddenly that would come across this place today. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. I pray that this is a door-opening, chain-breaking kind of day. Would you close your Bibles, and would you lift your hands, and would you really fervently pray for just a moment? Would you pray with true fervency in the Spirit for just a moment? Lord, I give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I can do nothing without you, Jesus. Lord, I feel so strongly that you're wanting to do a mighty work in this house, oh God. Lord, set somebody free here today. Fill somebody with the baptism of the Holy Ghost here today, God. Heal somebody today, Jesus. Lord, I pray doors would begin to open in lives that have felt shut for a while, God. I pray that bondage that has had people held down would be broken here today, Jesus. Lord, I take authority and dominion over anything that would be a hindrance against this service, Lord. And I pray that the gifts of the Spirit would begin to flow right now, God. Lord, confirm your word with signs following. And we pray all of this in the only matchless saving name of Jesus. Would you just clap your hands for a moment? Would you just praise him for a moment? I feel something strong in this house. Come on, let's just praise him for a few more seconds. Come on, just for a few more seconds before you're seated. Praise God, praise God. Amen, you may be seated. I want to try to preach to you today on this subject. They should have separated us. They should have separated us. It is in football, training camps, and practices within the games of their future opponents that coaches spend many hours watching the highlight reels of the opponent of which they are to face in the next game day. One coach said, I'll sit and watch for hours at a time looking for any weakness that I may find against the defense or the offense for my team to be able to get the edge over them on game day. He said, I will try to look for any weakness on the offensive line or on the defensive line, trying to find an avenue for my team to have the edge so that I might be able to come in or out of the game with a win. I think if I could bring a modern-day analogy that this might be what Peter was talking to us about in 1 Peter 5 and 8 when he began to write and say, Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. In these closing days of 2019, 
I would like to stand with every ounce that I can muster up today and say that we are fighting a real enemy entering into 2020. That the church is against something that is very real. If I were to begin to ask some people here today, I could probably get a resounding yes that you are probably being fought in new ways and you are probably being attacked harder than you ever have been before. What is our strategy? What do we do? Well, Peter wrote to us and said it like this. The only way that you can stand against this lion is to stand sober and to stand vigilant. The word sober means to be clear-minded. I want to stand on the very foundation of this message and say, if there has ever been a time for the apostolic church to be clear-minded, it is right now. I say we preach Acts 2.38 harder than we've ever preached it. I say we still preach you must be born again of water and of spirit. I want to stand today to say the only way to enter into the kingdom of heaven is to be baptized in a watery grave in the name of Jesus. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost just don't cut it. If you want to get baptized in the only name that saves, there is only one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, and that name is Jesus. I was baptized in the name of Jesus. I am saved by Jesus. I am, come on somebody, it is still all in the name of Jesus. I say we preach harder than we've ever preached and we have teach harder than we've ever taught that it is still a necessity to receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue. It's the only way uh, that there is evidence of that heavenly language. He said with stammering lip and a new tongue he would speak. Uh, I want to say today that if you want to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, you are one visit to this altar away uh, from coming down and lifting your hands, uh, asking God to forgive you of your sins, uh, and he will fill you with himself. Uh, you'll get that stammering lip, and all of a sudden there's going to be this spring uh, begin to flow up out of your belly uh, and there's going to be a heavenly language that only he can understand uh, that is the gift uh, of the Holy Ghost that is promised to us uh, and to our children uh, and to our children's children uh, and to all that are far off uh, am I in a one God apostolic tongue talking uh, holy rolling born again heaven bound believing church here today uh, I still believe there's one God uh, and I'm clear minded about it uh, I still believe his name is Jesus and I'm clear minded about it I still believe we live a holy and separated life and I'm clear minded about it I still believe in being exuberant in worship and apostolic in praise I still believe that we are tongue talkers and we're aisle runners and we're holy rollers I still believe 
I was raised in an apostolic household. I was raised with a grandfather that ran the aisles and a daddy that shouted. I was raised in a church that was exuberant in praise and worship. And thankfully, I know your pastor enough to know he is a one God apostolic preacher who believes this doctrine and this gospel. And I say that we stand now harder than ever against the tyranny of this new age. It's still one Lord. It's still one faith. It's still one baptism. There's still one God, Father of all, and he's in you all. His name is Jesus. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He came into Bethlehem's manger. He walked on this earth some 30 years. He went to Calvary's cross, and he gave himself a ransom so that I might be free from death. I might be free from condemnation. I might be free from sin. So pardon me if I praise. I'm not held back by my chains. Pardon me if I worship. I'm not bound by my yesterdays. I've got the blood of Jesus on my life. I've got Calvary on my side. I wish somebody would get lost in the presence of God. I wish somebody would be thankful that he went to the cross, that he came to us. Would you clap your hands and would you rejoice here today? I still believe there's one God. Shout it if you say amen. I still believe it's baptism in Jesus' name. If you believe it, shout amen. I still believe it's holiness and separation. If you believe it, shout amen. But Peter didn't stop there. He said, you got to be vigilant. We've got to be watchful for the territory that we have gained. God's been good to this church. And God's going to give you more and more and more. we got to be vigilant of the territory he gives us. It's not a time to give the devil an inch. It's time to stand firm on the authority of the word of God. It's time to be the offensive church God created us to be. It's time for us to walk in authority and dominion. I say you take this city and then you take the one next to it. And you take, come on somebody. It's time for us to be vigilant of the ground that God has blessed us with. It's time to be vigilant over the things that God has blessed us with. Do not lose track of the blessings of God. Stand vigilant on what God has given you. We must be sober-minded and we must be vigilant in sight. We must watch and be territorial over what God has given us. I said we must be watchful over what God has given us. Our adversary... He's watching, he's looking, he's learning, waiting for the weakest moment to strike. Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness, of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Our battle is not against one another. Our battle is not against the church down the road. Our battle is not against us. 
the battle against is a very real adversary who is watching, who is looking, and who is learning for any moment. He can cause division or discord to enter into the body. But I say we are a vigilant people. And I say we are a sober people that does not let the enemy step into our minds, step into our lives, because he's real and he's a lion roaring, seeking whom he may devour. Bible says Paul and Silas were preaching this gospel. They were preaching everything I was just talking about, Acts 2.38. They were preaching, be baptized in Jesus' name. They were, they were preaching the authority of the name of Jesus. Signs was following Paul. Signs were following Silas. Uh, they were walking through the city doing everything that they knew in their might to do. Uh, but the Bible says that they were caught uh, by the magistrates. Uh, And when they rent their clothes, uh, they entered into a battle. Now, thank you for getting with me a few moments ago. But I feel strong in my spirit to get into what the Lord uh, has told me to get into today. Uh, Paul and Silas were busy doing the will of God. Uh, They were busy preaching the gospel. They were busy doing the work of the Holy Ghost. Uh, And the Bible says they were caught uh, and they were bound. Uh, And then the Bible says that their first battle uh, they met was at the whipping post. They went to the whipping post and the Bible said they laid many stripes upon Paul and Silas. I was praying when the Lord began to deal with me about this text and began to deal with me about what I'm preaching today. And I said, all right, Lord, what are you trying to show me? This is just how he deals with me on things. And and I just kept reading and kept reading and kept reading. And he said, son, he said, this day and age, the church in America probably won't ever have to go through the physical whipping post. I said, okay, thank the Lord. He said, but it does have a spiritual connotation. I said, okay. He said, it opened the flesh. He said, it was a whipping of the flesh. He said, so what this represents to you is the battle of the flesh. You see, we may never have to lay over the whipping post. But I guarantee you there are some people here today that are battling addiction and are tired of it. I guarantee you there are some people here today that are at war with pornography and they're tired of it. I guarantee you there are people here today that are at war with more temptation than you have ever been at war with. You've tried to push the glass of alcohol away and yet it seems to keep on sliding back. I want to preach to you today. You're not going crazy and you haven't lost your mind and you're not too far gone for God to grab you. It's a war in this day and age. It's the adversary seeking whom he may devour and he's after your flesh. He's after your flesh so he'll try to tempt you in any way that he can he'll try to entice you with anything that he can you see we don't want to get honest but if if i were to begin to look into some of the eyes of the people that are here today i can see that you may never have to lay over the whipping post but your flesh is laid over from the battle of the flesh there are some young men here today that have a call of god on your life but you're at war in the flesh there are some young ladies that are here today you have a call of god on your life but you're at war with your flesh and you feel like there's no 
hope. You feel like you're never going to make it to the platform. You feel like you're never going to get behind the keyboard. You feel like you're never going to get to hold the microphone. You feel like you're never going to teach a lesson. You feel like you're never going to. But I've come today to tell you uh, there is an adversary. Uh, the devil uh, who is a roaring lion. Uh, don't give up. Uh, you're just at war with the end time. Uh, don't lose hope. Uh, you're just at war. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You're just at war with the end time. Uh, hold fast. Uh, hold fast. Uh, hold fast. Hey, would you clap your hands? Would you raise your voice for me? Sir, ma'am, young lady, young man, don't give up now. Don't give up now. But the battle didn't stop there. The Bible says after he had many stripes put upon them, then he took them into the inner prison. It wasn't just a prison, but it was the deepest location of the prison. If you look it up, it means there was no light. There was no hope for freedom. So I said, okay, God, if that's what the first one means, then what does the second one mean? And I began to read, and the Lord began to reveal to me. He said, the first one is the battle of the flesh, uh, the whipping post. He said, and the inner prison, he said, that's the battle of the mind. You see, we get down into the deepest, darkest place of the matter. And we wonder why anxiety is at an all-time high in 2019. We wonder why antidepressants are being sold over the counter more than they've ever been sold. We wonder why suicide rates are through the roof. We wonder why people are depressed at a rate you've never been depressed. We wonder why we feel like we got to get in pastor's office and say, look, my mind, I'm up into the midnight hour. I can't sleep through the night. I'm at war with my mind. Anxiety has me worn down. Faults and failures have me feeling like I'm never going to escape this prison. I've come today to preach to you. You're not crazy. You haven't lost it. There's an adversary. Hear this preacher. I want to feel like I'm pulling somebody out of hell today. It's all going to be okay. Don't stop coming. Don't quit. I'm here to preach to somebody. It's your mind at war with the enemy of the end time. I feel like the mind is the battleground of the 21st century church. And you're being lied to. And you're being tormented. But don't lose hope. Don't let go. Don't stop now. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Lift your hands all across the house. God is ministering to some people here right now. Church, come on. Lift your voices. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost. There are some people that are contemplating suicide. There are some people that are on your last rope. You hear me in the spirit. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. by the authority of the name of Jesus I commend mental battle to end from this day forward and whoever I'm preaching to I commend you by the authority of the word of God be freed from your mind loose yourself from yourself enemy get your hands off of our mind enemy get your hands off of our life get your hands off It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. 
because the whipping wasn't enough the flesh. The inner prison isn't enough the mind. Then he's going to put them in stocks and bonds. I said, all right, Lord, first one's the flesh. The second one's the mind. What's the third one? The Lord spoke to me, Brother Chavis. He said, it's condemnation. You feel like you can't move because you're bound by chains and fetters. I want to preach to somebody here today. You've fallen. You've made the mistake. And you feel like you're bound by it. Bound hand and feet by the rope of condemnation. It feels like you can't get back to this altar. Hear me under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You can never get so far from the cross that that blood can't run down that old rugged cross. Get down to where you're at and wash you white as snow. I don't want to give you a ticket to sin, but I will tell you there's still power in the blood. If I could sing like Brother Chavis, I'd say, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. You don't need to leave this place bound by condemnation. You need a trip to an altar. You need to get back underneath the crimson stream of the blood of Calvary. You need to let the blemishes be washed white as snow. You need that old rugged cross to let the blood get over your life. I wish I had an apostolic elder that would get into the the throne room right now boldly and you'd say I'm praying for this next generation I'm praying for lift your hands all across the house there's about to be a freedom sweep this place today you hear me in the Holy Ghost before this service is over. There will be prison doors open. There will be chains come off of you. You've come into this place battling in your mind, battling in your flesh, battling the spirit of condemnation, and it's been weighing you down. You feel like you're no good and you're nothing and you're never going to make it. I've come today to preach to you. Calvary still works. The blood is still greater and his name is still more powerful. I speak the name of Jesus over every mind. I speak the name of Jesus over every soul. I speak the name of Jesus over every heart. I speak the name of Jesus over every family. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, clap your hands. Somebody needs a shake right here. I can't move on. I can't move on. Something's got to break right here. I can't move a step forward. The Holy Ghost won't let me. Somebody needs to be freed in this place. Somebody needs to walk out of this place with a little pep back in your step. Somebody needs to leave this house saying, I'm free indeed. I'm free indeed. I wish somebody would get the chains off of your life. I wish somebody would get the... Brother Chavis, they were beaten, whipped, bruised, torn down, messed up. But in all of his efforts, the enemy made a mistake. You see, young man, sir, you always have a chance. As long as you don't forsake the assembling of the body. They were tore up. 
their flesh was laid open. They were bound hand and feet in the deepest, darkest place that they could be in. But all of a sudden, Paul looked at Silas, and Silas looked at Paul. He said, hey, bro, we're in here together. And where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I will be in the midst of them. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So if I can just get him to show up, although I'm bound, although I'm beat, although I'm in the deepest, darkest place I've ever been in, if I can just get back to the house of God, if I can just get next to a brother, if I can just find a sister, I can join up with them and say, I didn't think I was going to make it, but I come into the house of God at an 11 o'clock service. And guess what? I join with you and you somebody needs to get up out of your pity party somebody needs to shake yourself loose you're free you're free look left look right your help is here go ahead and just let the Holy Ghost minister Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Separate. One right, one center, one left. See, Nebuchadnezzar thought he was smart because he was going to mute the future of, the, of God. So he had them separated at first. But where he messed up, the Bible says he bound them together. You see, each one of these, I don't have time to tell you exactly what all their names mean. One means grace, one means Yahweh is with us, and one means uh, made in the image of God, I believe, or something along those lines. You see, separately, individually, they're all powerful. There's not one of you that don't have a power on your own. I'm not ever trying to disqualify the power of a believing saint of God, but I'm trying to amplify the power of when you come into the house of God. And you say, I didn't think I was going to make it. The Bible says that, that Nebuchadnezzar bound them together. And then he put them into the furnace together. And what did he say sitting up high on his throne? How many did I throw in the fire? Well, three, sir, bound. Then why do I see four loose walking among? And the fourth looking like the son of man. Because where two or three are gathered, God says, you stood in my name. Somebody needs to grab a hold of your neighbor and come out of your furnace. Come out of your prison. Come out of your dungeon. I wish you would just let go for a moment. There's no need for an altar call. The Holy Ghost is here. Come out of your prison. Come out of your con. Go ahead. He's
Some of y'all still waiting. And God saying, I've loosed you. I've loosed you. I've loosed And that midnight, I'll tell you what, if you're battling today, anything that I've preached about, and this is a church that loves one another, so don't feel guilty if you come forward. If you're at war in the flesh, if you're at war in the mind, or if you're battling condemnation, step out of where you're at and come to the front. There is no shame in this moment. That's it. Come on. Come on. There's room. Push in. Come on. That's it. That's it. Push in. There's about to be a wave of freedom sweep across this congregation right now. You hear me? And if you'll respond to what the Holy Ghost tells you to do, hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. There will be not one thing you leave this place battling. Addictions can be laid at this altar today. Things that have been passed down from generation that we call generational curses will be replaced by the DNA of Calvary. And I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, you can walk out of those doors today and you will leave your family's crisis at the altar. Now, wherever you're at, as it's appropriate, I want us to come together in unity. However it's appropriate, according to your pastor, join with somebody. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, Please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.